One of my buddies, Jesse Peters, down in Winnipeg, he's a real estate agent. Same thing. He was out playing with his daughter at the park and he got a lead and he's like, oh, I got to respond. So he responds with a video and his daughter kind of bombs the video and is like, hey, uh, like, and he's like, well, I'm just out with my daughter before it starts to rain and she's blowing bubbles on the video. He just sends it. Yeah. The woman's like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Can't wait to meet you. And I'll have some bubbles for your daughter when we meet. Like people want to know you. They want to feel like they connect with you, especially when I'm saying, here, sell this biggest investment of my life. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here. Today on the show, I have Darren Dawson, one of the co-founders of BombBomb. And we have a very interesting conversation about how to use AI as a co-pilot for your videos. We talk about uses of videos, like some of the things you can do to make your videos better, tips on getting better on video. The whole conversation is fantastic. And if you haven't heard of BombBomb, I don't know how that's possible, but maybe you haven't go check them out. Before we jump into that, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application document collection submission platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers. It's very easy to use. As they're filling out the app, it automagically, yes, that's a real word, automagically knows what documents that they're going to need, sends them the request. When the app comes in, it connects the lender spotlight so you can search all the rates and guidelines. And finally, when you go to hit submit, it pulls key data from the application called smart submission notes. All of it is designed to make the process more efficient for you and your borrower. Check them out at lendescom slash Finmo. Also on this episode, I talked to Tom Hall from Blue Mortgage about the three stages to your CRM. Hey, Darren, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Scott. I'm glad to be here, man. So if somebody doesn't know who you are, give me a little background on sort of who you are and what your company does. You bet. So I'm Darren Dawson, the co-founder of a company called BombBomb, and we specialize in video messaging. We make it very easy for you to put a video anywhere you're currently sending a text message. So think about in Gmail or Outlook, think about on your phone, think about in Messenger, Think about in Salesforce, in any CRM that you're using, we make it easy for you to send a video message instead of just a text message because we think you're better in person and that people want to see your face than not. That's what we think. Right. Cool. So when did you guys launch this company? Because I feel like you've been around for a long time. Before video was cool, you guys were oh man, really pushing it. We were too early, Scott. So we started, we got the idea for this company in 2006. Yeah, okay, that so is definitely early. Right, yeah. let's go back in time for a while. I like to do this. Like, so go back in time to 2006. MySpace was a very popular social media engine. Mm -hmm. um, Google had not bought YouTube yet. YouTube was private. The camera we used a lot back then was called a flip camera. There wasn't a camera. I had one of those actually. I recorded right? a marathon that, with it one time because I just thought it was cool. Exactly. It was like, that was revolutionary. Your iPhone was Gen 1. It just come out and it did not have a camera in it. So right. the idea that we had that we would like to send videos through email to be more face-to-face -face and scale ourselves. So the whole premise, the problem that we were trying to solve was, man, we were in sales, Connor and I, it's my co-founder, and we wanted to send videos of ourselves to a lot of people to present what we were selling because we knew that if we did that, we could scale our time. Right. So we went and looked at if there's a service for this and there wasn't, we've always been pretty entrepreneurial, like 
we should do this. And so we- How hard silver, can it be, right? Like usually it's, it's probably way harder than you expected. But it was way, way harder, harder than I expected. And this is like, yeah. again, before, like now you can go to school and get a degree in entrepreneurship. Couldn't do that then, right? There wasn't right. venture capital in the way it exists today. There weren't incubators. So we were trying to do this in a time where software was pretty early. You're actually mm -hmm. just still coming off the first crash, the software crash in early 2000s. So, you know, we put a server in a closet, hosted a video on the server in a closet on a crappy internet connection. And that's where we hosted our first video. So pretty cool. Right. Okay. So had this idea very early in terms of using a video. We're going to talk about AI and what your thoughts are on that and how that's going to impact yeah. people yeah. using video and best practices. And I mean, you're at front edge of this, but before I do, when did it actually start to work? I'm just curious. Yeah. When did BombBomb actually become like, oh, this is going to make us money? Because I'm sure that there must have been the entrepreneurial, you know, uh, yep. so, roller coaster. So, it's a great story. So Connor quit his job almost shortly thereafter. <laughs> and then I was married, though, and had a son. I quit my job in 2011. And I came on to BombBomb full time. I think I was technically employee four. I was right. always around, always helping. But I think we had two other people besides me. And then I jumped on. I had twin daughters and they were on the way at the time. So it was definitely a critical inflection point for me. And we just had to figure it out. But 2011 is when I quit my day job and uh, went full-time with BombBomb. So it's been a great ride. We've been doing this for quite a while. The kind of first customer set that we found was mortgage and realtors. Right. And what we found early on about video in general. Well, realtors do like to put their face on things. So I mean, <laughs> they do. Not well, picking on my fun. realtor friends, but like, they're like, hey, look at my face. It's like they put it on everything. So <laughs> this is just a natural extension of that. Yeah. Well, we kind of diagnosed early and we had customers in Canada and the US very quickly. But we diagnosed very early that people who have a complex transaction that requires a human being in it and that also depend on repeat and referral business they like video. So right. those are some key components that we identified of our ideal customer. Your profiles. avatar, if you will, they have That's these right. characteristics and exactly. it doesn't matter the industry necessarily. It's complex sale. Right. So, so if you're building high level of trust, financial buyer. advisor, realtor, uh, loan officer, uh, lawyer, <laughs> insurance, these are all things that I understand in my daily normal person life but I need you to help me walk them through when I'm doing them, right? I'm going to hire you to do these things. Human beings necessary in transaction. It's a complex transaction. And ultimately you depend on repeat and for all business to grow your business. Video helps with all of those things because it helps on complex things. It helps build know, like, and trust. And it makes you easy to be referred. So when we figured that out, we really leaned in to those types of people and grew our business from them. Right. So how many employees do you guys have now? 140. Right. Yeah. I can imagine it's a much larger operation than when you guys started. Okay. So 2011 yeah. jumped in. And so you are early adopters because 2008, I had a flip phone. I actually recorded it. I did an ultra marathon and I wanted to record sections of it. So I carried the flip phone in my thing and I would take it out and be like, Hey, I'm chasing this guy. And I can't catch him. And you know, and then this guy's passing me. And anyway, so it was a little experiment because you're right. The iPhone didn't even have a camera. So like, I was yeah. wondering, why didn't I use my iPhones? Because it didn't, I couldn't didn't have one, <laughs> right? It didn't have one, but I, I didn't, I forgot that that was the case. So how do you see AI has been a huge thing? I mean, it's been, I feel like, you know, how bamboos like grows under the surface for like five years and then grows like a foot, an hour, a can when it pumps through the surface. I feel like that's what's happened with AI. AI has been something that the people have been working on it for a long time. And now all of a sudden, especially with the release of ChatGPT, we're like, boom, we're like, wow, this is actually pretty dang powerful. Yeah. How do you see 
integrating that or using it as a co-pilot, if you will, to help you with videos? Just give me some ideas on what you guys are thinking about or noticing. That's great. So I'm very for this and I'm against it in some other ways. And I'll talk about that, but where I'm for sure. it is here. Ever since we began this business and we have over 100,000 users in 48 countries, the biggest problem that most people have about using video, two things. One, they don't like how they look and I'll combine the first one and they don't like how they sound. So that's about me. I don't like how I look. I don't like how I sound on camera. Okay. So yeah. that's a human condition. The way I hear myself right now talking to you is not how you hear me. It's different. And when I hear myself back on a video, my brain goes, oh, I don't like that. That's, that's not me. Not yeah. Like I thought I sounded way cool. I think I right. sound like, you know, Morgan Freeman or something. Exactly. We all think we sound like Morgan Freeman. That's exactly right. But we don't. And we don't look like, I don't know, pick your person you find attractive. I don't know. We all struggle with that as humans. Okay. It's a human condition. Our human beings did not have this technology until the last 50 years where we're constantly right. seeing and hearing ourselves. So we got to get over that. Let's set that aside. The other problem is I don't know what to say. So right. for whatever reason, I get stuck on what do I say on video, but we get stuck on what do I write in the email too, right? Or how do I better communicate with customers is where I get stuck. So we looked at people like coaches in the industries that we're in to get better at that. Where I think AI, get all the way back to your question, really can help is in what to say on the video. So I told you before we started, I was in chat GPT this morning. And I think it can help me craft messaging that I want to use. It can help me get better at my messaging. And um, let's talk about a video script. Let's talk about you know asking AI to help us talk about the market right now, the market conditions. So, you know, give me industry update on the real estate market in 2023. Now, I might not use verbatim what it gives me, but it gives me a boilerplate, a, a jumping off point of something I can use, right? Mm -hmm. Now, on top of that, I could say, write me an email that talks about the industry right now, and I can manipulate that. But I can also say, give me a video script to coincide with that email that I can use today yeah. in two seconds. It gives you that. Yeah, it's bonkers. Like bonkers. I, I, one of the things I think about is we're becoming more editors than creators. And so we're going to edit <clears throat> things and not necessarily, I always find it easy to edit anyway, because then I can just take their ideas and then put my own spin I, on I, it. I was just going to say the same thing, Scott. I think everybody yeah. finds themselves, I mean, when I'm working with my team now, I'm like, give me what you got and I'll modify, right? Like I yeah. would do that a lot, but that's what it's doing for me is giving me that. And then I can modify and put in my own voice. I think if you're stuck, on what to say to your sphere of influence, people you've been working with, your past clients. This is an excellent way to help you get out of that. And it saves you time. In our business, we get so busy doing things day to day that we never, and frankly, when if it's not something that we have a core competency in, writing, right? Right. Speaking these things, we kind of put those off. Anything we don't have a core competency in, we put off and we procrastinate it. This gives you a core competency in something that you actually do know a lot about. I mean, you do know about the market. If you and I sat down across the table from each other, you could tell me all about the market. You have to create that opportunity in your marketing and the things you're doing. I think that helps you get good at writing that. Maybe you're not proficient at writing it, but you can say it. Does that make sense? So it can help you do that. Right. Okay. So that makes sense. I totally agree. So like we say, it's an editor that gets you started. Do you have any like prompt ideas? You talked about write me an email, write me a video script. And obviously your day-to-day -day is, you know, different than say a mortgage broker, but you're still running a business. So some ideas of things that you found to work 
just again, I want to plant the seed in their mind of ways that they can use this and integrate it, you know, obviously into video or whatever they're doing. Absolutely. And I think, listen, subscribe to people on Instagram that are doing this. There's tons of folks that are out there talking about prompts and writing about what prompts to use and how to get better things from using AI. But that's it, getting good at that. But I'll give you a couple that we've been doing is, you know, write me a landing page that will get more people to subscribe to the webinar that we're hosting. Like I did that last week, you know, like we put our thing, what we came up with into it and it kicked us back a modified version that actually was better and it was formatted in a way that we thought was even easier to read. So look, if like me, like I'm a video guy, so I can't spell and I can't type. <laughs> True yeah. story, right? And then it will do those things for you and format these things for you instantly with correct grammar right. and everything else. So I think that's another one. Yeah, that's a great one. I think most people don't even understand, Scott, what you're talking about with prompts. Yeah. In chat GPT, you have to prompt it and it gives you a response. So thinking right. about how to construct prompts is half the battle with AI right now, right? Yeah. And the more prompts that it receives, the smarter it gets. And it's fast. I mean, it's read every book behind me. So we worked on this last week. I said, give me a, you know, a registration page for a webinar that will be on the content of human-centered communication, which is a book that we wrote. Yeah. It knew all the five tenets of human-centered communication and it made bullet points for each one. Right. So just, it's read every book that you've read. Just and more. Yeah, well, and every, it's read and everything. More. It's read, right. Every book that you have read personally, it has read and knows about. Yeah. It's crazy. So that's the power of it. That's the good thing about it. I do think there's some things we need to watch out for though. Okay. Tell me about that. What are the things you think we need to watch out for when it comes to. Well, I see a lot of people. things coming out in video, for instance, where I'm faking that I'm Scott or I'm faking that I'm Darren. So what will happen is people will be able to fake identity. Right. And get identity theft will go to a whole new level. Yep. And get your human person to say things that you never said. Now, this has huge implications politically and everything else. But for the future of us, for future of BombBomb, I think about AI and the future of BombBomb, I'm all for using it to help you know what to say in video and to help you write better effective communicating emails or better effective communicating marketing that can grow your business. But I think more than ever, the antithesis of AI is that the human involved in the business becomes ever more important because I'll be even more skeptical that things were actually created by human beings. Right. So right now, while we're talking, my email inbox is filling up. As a founder of a business, you get this too. We'll just get stuff sent to us by all kinds of different people. But I no longer believe that those are actually sent from real humans. Those are sent from marketing automation, correct? Those are automated. They're Autobot. They say they're from Mm -hmm. John. They're not. They say they're from Sally. They're not. I think video, the future of video is that I want it to be when you get a bomb bomb video, you know, it's from a human for you. That's the difference. I think there's an opportunity wherever there's this mass adoption going one direction, there's an opportunity on the other side. And the opportunity on the other side for this, I believe, is that you can have the chance to be authentic in a new and wholly different way, mm-hmm. transparent in all the things that make us unique as human beings will show up even stronger when you choose to accept and adapt to that. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
That makes sense. And yeah, there's definitely, I watched a video recently on sort of the dangers of AI and it was slightly terrifying actually, but I'm still, you know, optimistic on the use of the technology. There's always going to be people who try to use things for nefarious reasons. And so I feel like the horse is out of the barn. I don't see it going back. I think these companies are all rapidly trying to see who's going to be the dominant player. It'll be bigger than Apple, bigger than Google. Whoever gets this is going to be the biggest company ever. I agree. Because it's going to be that integrated in our daily lives. But Okay, so I'd like to ask you about like, what are some of the unique uses of video or creative uses of video that you're seeing people? Obviously, there's, you know, you can do drip campaigns, you can do, hey, nice to meet you customer. But I mean, you have more data than anybody. Is there anything that you're seeing unique use cases that you're like, huh, we didn't expect that, but that's a good idea. I'm curious. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't have a lot of (laughs) new, but I think people forget what works. Okay. okay, give me so, that then. Give me, give right, me what like, works. So yeah, so maybe the unique thing is doing the simple thing over and over again. Well, yeah, a buddy of mine, Jared James, great coach in real estate, says you know consistency, all time undefeated champion of the world. Like consistent, like because we're not consistent, right? We don't right. do things consistently. Reaching out to a new person that you've just bumped into or met, using video just to say it was nice to meet you, is not done consistently enough. So imagine a new lead or a new contact and say, hey, how's it going? Just want to introduce myself, put a face with a name or, hey, it was great to meet you yesterday at Starbucks, bumping into you. We got to chat in a bit about the market. That reintroduction, that using video to create and build human connection, it's still not consistently done. People are not right. doing it. Doing it now makes an impact. But the one thing we are seeing people return to that they were not doing in the past is, Look, if you have a past client that has been in their home for more than five years and you're not doing this, you're missing out. So all you got to do is reach out to them with a video because look, typically we want to call them to keep up with them, but I'm busy. I'm working like even my real estate agent, Ed, love Ed, but I can't take Ed's call because I'm on Zoom back to back all day. And I think many of your customers are the same way. Send them a video and say this, hey, Scott, it's Darren. What's going on, man? Hope you're doing well. How's the house? How's the family? And maybe just check in a little bit, right? And then say this. Have you guys had any thoughts of selling this summer? I know you've been in there a while. I don't know what you guys are thinking. It's been a while since we talked. Just want to check in and make sure that you know I can get you any information about the market I can. But if you had any thoughts of selling, please let me know. Or if you know anybody that's looking to sell, please you know ask for the referral. That little check-in yeah. message and that little phrase of, have you had any thoughts of selling this summer if they've been in your house more than five years? You will be mm-hmm. surprised about how that can start a conversation because you're engaging with them in a real personal way. You know, they know you, you should be keeping up with them, but consistently we do not keep up with the people that we did deals with in the past. So for loan officers, there's too many transactions to keep up with, we think. Mm-hmm. And for realtors, we just get too busy onto the next thing. We're always focused on the thing that's coming at us versus the transaction that we had. But the most value is in the transaction that we had because they're more likely to do transaction with us, like nine times more likely, by the way. And they're more likely to give us a referral than working the new lead that we're always focused on getting in. Does right. That make sense? Yeah, yeah. We're so easy to forget about like we're hunters and not farmers, but civilization transformed radically when we moved to a, you know, a farming agrarian, agri- agrarian, you know 
from hunting. Agrarian society, like that's how Egypt built pyramids. Like, right. They weren't out hunting and gathering because you couldn't feed that many people hunting and gathering. So, because the hunters, what you got to do, you got to move where the game is. Yes. And so, in our real estate business, where is it moved to? It's just, and there's less of it. Yeah. <laughs> to use the same analogy, there's been like a die off of what we eat. <laughs> yeah. But, totally. But now we have, have a stockpile now. Yeah. Like, we've been doing transactions for years if we've been in this business for a while. So we mm-hmm. got to go back to the database. We got to go back to the people we worked with in the past because they are nine times more likely to refer us and nine times more likely to use us again than the person that we don't know or have any relationship at all with right now. But we just don't consistently do that well. So the unique thing is actually just do the simple thing over and over again, which is actually, that is pretty unique because most people are not, they don't do it. If you did that, you'll be in the very top 10% of everyone in this business. Right. Okay. So you touched on the one way to get ideas. You can obviously use something like ChatGPT, talk to subscribe to people on Instagram for like ideas that could be for prompt ideas or even video ideas. What other kind of tips do you give for somebody doing video? You got to have some ideas on like, if I wanted to get better at video, what would be the things you tell me? Yep. So the first thing is back to the first problem that I talked about, about how you look and in, in how you sound. So to get over that, you know, send five videos either through LinkedIn or through an email or even on your phone to people, you know, and just connect with them. People that know you and even people that you're related to, perhaps send that message to your mom or your dad who lives across the country and just surprise them with a video, a heartfelt video, show empathy, say, hey, I miss you. Hope you're great. You know, check in with them. What you'll get in that experience is they'll come back to you with, oh my gosh, it was amazing. I love you too. It's so great. And that actually releases endorphins in our human brains. So when another human being gives you accolades or says, I love you very strong, or gives you compliments, it releases endorphins. And so you can actually trigger that on yourself and that builds your confidence for doing video. The whole idea here is Look, everyone tries to do video and calls like the coldest lead ever or the customer they haven't talked to in five years and is surprised and upset when they don't get a response. Well, that's not a magic trick. Video isn't a magic trick. Right, right. It's a very strong tactic that you can implement when used correctly. And one of the things that you need to do, though, is start with people you already know and know you and like you because you'll get a response that triggers endorphins to be released and then you'll get a confidence boost and then start working on my past database and then start doing some of my work steps that's some of the best advice i can give honestly when you're getting going with video if this is new to you i also think that we look at what everybody's doing on social media and think i gotta do it like that or i gotta look this way i gotta almost be an actor you don't you need to be you because you are who people are going to work with and you want to create an idea, a feeling of just meeting you, right? Like bumping into you. So if it's a new person you've never met before, it's, hi, how you doing? Hey, my name's Darren. Just want to introduce myself, put a face with a name. Maybe they're coming in from the internet. You could say something like, was there anything that you didn't find online that I can answer for you? I've been doing this for about 20 years here in Vancouver, and I'd love to help you out, right? That very personal message, that's the thing that people want right now. They need guidance from you in this very hard market. They need to feel like mm-hmm. you're a person that can help them with it. Right. Yeah, I think that's really good. So that's a pretty interesting hack. So send videos to people that you already know, that you know you're going to get a response from, get the endorphins kick in, 
BJ Fogg has a great book about tiny habits. And he says people change best by feeling good, not feeling bad. And so right. what you're doing is you're taking advantage of that endorphin system to go, huh, that was great. And now instead of, like you say, the one cold prospect or realtor that you, as a mortgage broker, reaching out to and you're like, oh, they didn't get back to me. And now you- Video doesn't why work. You start, why are you starting there? Why are you making yeah, it exactly. so hard on yourself instead of starting somewhere that you can just to build the muscle, basically? That's a little bit like, you know, I'm going to run a marathon. <laughs> like I haven't ran in 10 years. Right. Yeah. The yeah. expectation is unrealistic, right? But if we yeah, start small, we start building up and we build that exercise in our bodies, we start getting that habit going. Habits half the problem. I love that reference, by the way. Habit is half the problem of all successful agents and loan officers in every way, shape or form, because you're not building those habits. You're not consistent. If you can start there with anything, whether it be phone calls, emails or videos, these things that we need to do to grow our businesses, asking for referrals. If you can create habits around these things, you're going to be more successful than your peers, period. Because the market right. year over year over year has said that we're not, we're not consistent at that. Right. And I like how you touched on authenticity. So I recently did a training with some of my people that work for me and we had them pull up some of the videos that they had sent out that, because I'm big on video too, that were uh, successful for them. And one of my agents, she pulled this video up and I started to play it. And in the video, I could see her kid's head. Literally, she's sitting in front of the computer and her kid's head comes across. Da, 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 da. She's just talking away and she gives him his phone and away he goes. And she just, and I'm like, I love that you sent it out like that because there's a lot of moms out there who feel like I'm trying to work and they get it. And she got great response to that video, even though most people be like, oh my gosh, I got to redo it. But then if she had like, who knows if she would have redone it. And I just I couldn't think, give you a better example than that. That's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Look, I always give this analogy of if you're going to hire someone to work at your house, okay, and let's say it's a landscaper. You have two companies that come out and they both have the same price. Everything is exactly the same. How do you decide which one you will ultimately go with? Almost every time it's because of who you like the most. If everything's yeah, going to be an emotional thing, it's not going to be a logical. It's going to come down it's to how the you trust. Feel, it's how you feel, feel emotion, about the person. Yeah. And the feel is a human thing. We're the only ones that have it as human beings. We're the only ones that feel. So how do you make your customers feel can win you at least 30 to 40% more deals than if you're not doing this today, mm -hmm. right? Because now if you send a text email as a response or to engage with people, you just look like everyone else. There is no difference in that, right? How are you creating that feeling for them? And moreover, people want this now. They expect this kind of personalization when they do business with people, especially in these types of transactions, because they're the biggest transactions of our lives. They just are. And you're responsible for them. So you got to feel like they like you. One of my buddies, Jesse Peters, down in Winnipeg, He's a real estate agent. Same thing. He was out playing with his daughter at the park and he got a lead and he's like, oh, I got to respond. So he responds with a video and his daughter kind of bombs the video and is like, hey, like, and he's like, well, I'm just out with my daughter before it starts to rain and she's blowing bubbles on the video. He just sends it. Yeah. The woman's like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Can't wait to meet you. And I'll have some bubbles for your daughter when we meet. Like, People want to know you. They want to feel like they connect with you, especially when I'm saying, here, sell this biggest investment of my life. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think that the authenticity piece doesn't need to be polished or perfect. It just needs to be real. And we are craving real more now than yes. ever, right? Another hack that I've seen <laughs> some of my agents do to get comfortable with video 
is so we get emails sometimes from clients and they'll ask questions and then you'll sit there and you got to type up the answer and you got to make sure your grammar is correct and you're not confusing and make sure the tonality that you don't come like instead turn on the screen recorder show your face and hey okay so let me answer three questions that that i can do that in a minute way faster than i could type like it's literally the quickest way for to respond is just respond with the video instead of responding with a typed email it's faster it's more efficient you will get way more comfortable on doing video and it'll become second nature. You won't even think about it. And so that's a great point. So we get in this business, the same questions again and again and again, right? Like almost every time, you know, mm -hmm. at some stage in the process that this customer is going to ask this question. So take the screen recorder and do a show and tell either explaining a process, but do that once and use that video again and again and again. If you know you're going to get that question, which we all know those questions, like the FAQ. There's a finite number of questions that clients are going to have. You know, you probably have a way to answer them. That makes sense. So I love that idea too. Yeah. Yeah. We have them for bomb bomb. I know where you're going to ask me about the product. So we have a video for that for every one of those frequent asked questions. And we make it once and you can watch it again and again and again. Right. Yeah. I love it. So any other sort of last tips or anything that you have for anybody that is somehow not using video yet, which I don't know what you're thinking, like, honestly. <laughs> well, dude, we know they're not because I don't even get very many video emails or video contacts. I mean, again, we allow you to send in LinkedIn. I mean, I own a video company. It just blows my mind how many people don't reach out to me with video. You would just think right. maybe you should do that. But this is still novel. I think that's important for folks to understand. It's powerful and it works, but people aren't doing it in the scale that you would expect right now. And especially right now, I think, you know, it's funny, BombBomb Bomb usually does better in a down market because yeah. people realize they need to get back to some of these fundamental things. I've been saying this on a podcast, you're probably gonna have to work harder this year to make the same or less money than you did in the last couple of years, right? So you have to find new ways to engage, to sustain the business. So I think video becomes more popular again in some of these downturn markets, right? The business is just kind of flying at you. You don't need to yeah. do some of these. Yeah, things. you don't care. You're just like trying to keep your head above water. It's only when exactly. now people are like, oh, shoot, I better do something. And I've been thinking about video. I feel like doing video is like, you know, you go to the gym and hardly anyone uses the squat rack. I mean, everybody <laughs> knows it works. It is the number <laughs> one exercise for like, you know, testosterone, full muscle. And there's no scientific study that you could ever find that say that they're not the best exercise. Yet there's never a lineup. And it's the same with video. It's like, it's so good. To me, it's the next best thing to being in the room with a person and you're know, shaking hands with them. But you can't do that at scale. It is like 95% as good as face-to-face, -face, in my opinion. I love that. Everyone hates leg day, Scott. Everyone hates leg day. It's the worst. Yeah. So I have a Peloton. It just is what I usually tell people too, is I have a Peloton. And I know that if I get on the Peloton, the amount of times I'm supposed to and do all the things I'm supposed to, I will meet my objective. I will live longer. I will feel better and I don't do it as much as I should. I don't right. I fail to meet the objective, right? It's somewhat like that. There is a pattern problem there about consistency. I will tell you with BombBomb that we kind of set this up recently. Now, when you come into BombBomb, if you take a pre-trial, we kind of give you immediately the videos that we know everyone like you makes. Right. So we can start out with an evergreen video that you can use again and again and again to create that habit. Because we know these too. We know the frequent asked questions that you guys get. <laughs> so we posted them there. And we want you to make those right off the bat to kind of get you into the yeah, yeah. kind right? of prime the pump a little bit, make it easy. That's yeah. right. 
So make those evergreen videos that you can use that scale your business, that scale your time to get used to doing the leg press, which is the personal video. I'm going to send to Scott and tell him, thank you for his business and ask him if he knows anyone looking to buy or sell. Right. Because that's exactly the thing you need to be doing right now in the down market. Yeah, that's so good. I totally agree. Any kind of last words or you know advice for people that are still sitting on the fence about this? Hopefully they stop. Like if you can send a video with your kid walking across their head in the screen and realtors go, oh my gosh, I love that because it's just so real and you know, just turn it on and go. Like stop thinking about it. But any last words or thoughts for this? I would just say like, what else are you going to do? If it's not this, then what's the plan? What is your plan for a better 2023? Knowing that potentially you'll have to work harder to get the same business. So what's the plan? Because if, if I look at the things in my arsenal, this one is not that hard to implement. It's inexpensive. And if I can get over my fear of how I look and how I sound and what to say, which you all can, and hundreds of thousands of people have, you can do it, right? And so, but if not this, what is it going to be? Because you can't just ride this one out, right? You got to think about what's the strategy, what's the tactic, and you got to implement and be consistent about it. So I would challenge you, if you're listening to this and you haven't done video, you need to try it. You need to implement that and think about some of the things we've been talking about and see for yourself. You can be the judge if you think this would be something to work for you, but it's working for hundreds of thousands of people in 48 different countries across the world. So we know it works. Just you got to find a way to be consistent with it. Right. I got one last question for you. So you must have like send data. You've got somebody who's got like a super amount of like insane amount of sends that they use in their business. And I'm just curious, like, what did you pick up from looking at that? Because there's got to be some people that are really active in sending videos. I personally have sent something north of 12,000 personal videos. I think we have one gentleman in our company spent over 25,000 personal videos. But yeah, so we know a couple of things come from that. One, we focus more, BombBomb does, on your recipients' experience with us than even our users' experience with us. Right. Meaning, I know what you need is a response. So a couple of things. Typically, you're going to keep your video under a minute unless the content demands more and your relationship with them is higher, right? So if I know you pretty well, and we're working on something together and I need to walk through a contract or I need to do something, show you at home that I think we should go look at, that might take more than a minute. But moreover, most messages that are the most effective are under a minute video. That's the yeah. biggest takeaway. So keep it tight. Don't ramble on and have to deliver a direct message. Yeah, now, get to the point. Don't precipitate on that either, though. Just start and begin, but try and keep it under a minute unless it needs to be longer, right? right? So that we've learned that over the years that a minute is about the right time. That's the biggest one. But back to the recipient experience, we transcribe the message. We give close captioning to it. So like the message is received. I think one of the big things about video that we've learned is that with an email, when you send it, you might know if they opened it or not, right? You can know that. You have maybe mm -hmm. some technology that tells you if they opened it, but you don't know if they read it, right? How do right. you know the message was absolutely received? With video, we actually tell you how much of the video was watched so you know how much of the message was received. That's a big, big upgrade mm -hmm. if you're not doing that. So 
you get the point there. Like if I send an email, yeah, because yeah, like, well, oh, sometimes I, it like if it's active campaign or whatever, if it gets opened or downloaded by like an Apple, it may show that it's been opened, but it wasn't. So you're not getting an accurate number often on the opens. And even if they open it and it's a text, did message, they look at it? Did I read it? I mean, or did I just open it and then like shut it. We're assuming a lot. I, I do that. I get newsletters and I just <laughs> open the archive or yeah, my, totally. my do does. Like, yeah. So what I'm saying is if I watch a video, you can actually know that the message was not only seen, but received because you mm -hmm. communicated it. They got your message. And then from there, they chose not to do anything. So maybe we need to work on the message, yeah. right? Like we want a response from a text email, but all we can see is an open. We can't see what the engagement is. Maybe we can see a link. With video, you just know so much more about the engagement. Right. That's so good. Well, Darren, where can people, I mean, I'm sure everybody listening to this has heard of Bomb Bomb, but where can they go find out I more about so. what you're doing? Like, I can't imagine unless you're hiding <laughs> under a rock having not heard of this company. Well, I appreciate that for sure. You can find us at bombbomb.com. You can find me on LinkedIn forward slash Darren Dawson. I'm easy to find. My only ask is, and I'm happy to accept any requests on LinkedIn. Just send me a personal note. Just don't send me the LinkedIn flat request. You're like, hey, heard you on the podcast. Really enjoyed it. LinkedIn. Right, right. Yeah. You know, be personal about it. I'm in the human communication. So I want to build relationships with people. I think it's important. So that's all I ask. But that's where you can yeah. find me. Thanks, Darren. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you, Scott. It's been great to be here. All right. Hopefully you got some ideas from my conversation with Darren and I hope you're encouraged to start using video. If you're not, please get on it. It is one of those things that you absolutely are going to have to get good at if you want to continue to you know, scale your business. And the person I think is just going to be expected. So check that out. In this next segment, I'm going to be talking to Tom Hall about the three stages to your CRM. Hey, Tom, welcome to Ask the Experts. Hey, Scott. Great to be back. So what's our topic for today? Yeah. So for today, I think I want to talk about, you know, conventional knowledge, let's call it, of CRMs right out there. And I think that, you know, when people think about CRMs, they usually think of one thing and we can kind of get into that a little bit. But I think really what we see, and it sounds like you're kind of seeing the same thing, that a CRM, a properly set up, well dialed in with your client journey CRM really has kind of three distinct parts. And it's important to think about each of those three parts and really kind of nail each of those parts, I would say. Right. Okay. So break them down for me, this whole idea of like the three parts or three stages to your CRM. Right. And so, yeah, if I think about it, maybe chronologically, so in the order that you might, you know, be interacting with someone, the first bucket is kind of the lead management side. And this is maybe probably actually the least thought about one. So maybe we'll get to that in a second. So there's kind of the lead management. So this is like lead to application before they're even in Phylogics or Finmore Velocity or whatever you're using. It's that section. Mm -hmm. Then it's the live deal. Okay. So now I'm actually writing a deal. Maybe I've gotten some information or the necessary information for my client. I'm moving them along, maybe pre-approve them. Then they found a place going through that all the way to close. And then probably what people think about the most, or at least the first thing they think about when they think about CRMs is the post-close, right? So yeah. maybe newsletters, staying in touch, happy birthdays, Birthday, you know, yeah, yeah. that side of things, that side of things. And so, like I said at the beginning, each of those are actually pretty distinct things and they each kind of deserve your attention and your thought at least about how to properly do each of those. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. I think you've got the lead management. So that's when they, before you've actually, when you've got file management, so you've got a file moving from, you know, the stage of collecting, submitting, approving, and then database management, which is on the back end, which is now there in your database. And so you have to have 
a strategy and a plan for all those. And CRM doesn't just equal you know, one of those things, not if you're trying to do it holistically. So what would be your advice for somebody in the lead management stage then? What do you think is like some of the practices or things you think that really work? Yeah. So I'd say a couple of things here. One, I would say is think about where you get your leads right now and how do you as quickly as possible get some that lead into a system, into a process, right? So it can be blue, but it could be anything, right? And so you know, I'll give you a couple of quick examples. Really popular is if you have a form on your website, someone mm-hmm. types in that form saying, hey, you know, I'm looking for whatever that can yeah. suck right into your CRM and start the process. However, you define that. Another really right. good example is email inbox integration. So this is a really cool one. There's like add-ons I'm thinking about in the blue context, but there's add-ons for like Gmail or Outlook or different things like that, that if you get a email in, you can kind of in one click say, okay, well, I want to copy the paste, the contents of this email into my CRM, right? And it makes it very easy to do that. So on the lead management side, get it into whatever so, your okay, system just is. Curiosity with Blue, yeah, then, yeah. Is that like a plugin or something that goes with Google that you click a yeah. button and say, add new lead? So then- Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's on a your, great, that's really good. Gmail inbox. Let's say it's Gmail because we're built on Zoho. It's the Gmail for Zoho extension. You can pull it up and quickly add it. But then the other cool thing about it is if you get an email in and you're like, who is this person? You can also click that extension and you can see all the details from your CRM. Oh yeah, it's this guy that his mortgage two years ago and he did, it was that weird case and here are the notes about him, whatever, right? So there's a couple of cool things with that extension. Right, so you can also use it for not having to necessarily log into the CRM to see the previous communication. It's just, it's talking to yep. the CRM software in your inbox. Yep. You got it. Okay. Got and it. That is something I didn't know you could do. So yeah, but there's a perfect <laughs> okay. example of like lead yeah, management yeah. and having a plan. And then of course, on the back end of that, you need to be like, okay, so what is the reminders of if I get a lead? Because the area where yeah. I see people fall down is like two things. You ask them, how many leads do you have right now? They can't give you a specific number. And then yep. the second thing is, is that what's your strategy? So sure, you got a referral or something, but what if they don't get back to you? How do you remember yep. to like, get back to them so that you don't like forget that. Cause otherwise all of a sudden a week later, the referral source goes, where's that lead? And you're like, Oh shoot. Who? Like, yeah. You, know, was yeah, it? you sent like, you sent me three leads. Like which one are you talking about? Right. Yeah. Or and so that's why lead yeah. management is actually, you know, if you think about like before, during and after, like there's this great concept that I learned from this guy, Dean Jackson, and he kind of breaks business down into these before, during and after. And so the lead management is really the before and the during yeah. is the file management. So let's talk about the file management. Now, what are some of the best practices for file management that you've seen? Yeah. So this side of things, I would say that, you know, when we talk about blue, you know, we've said a couple of times, you know, we have a lot of the really top teams in Canada using blue, and this is where they really, really, really lean in. You know, we see some really spectacular ways that they're using blue to manage this live deal, because this is kind of really the make or break there. And, you know, some really kind of common and really effective things that they do is one really effective team management. So for these top teams, when they're at that scale, being able to use that during have a very dialed in process that says, hey, when I hit this stage, so when I hit, you know, we're now we're underwriting the deal, these three things happen, two of them are done by Tom, and one of them is done by, you know, Lucy or, or whatever, right? So being able to dial that in and have that process. Why didn't you say I, Jerry, Tom and Jerry, man? You got uh, I should have, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> like dude, you just was right there. Just, you know, I Tom did this, Jerry. Just wait was, for it, yeah. Yeah. I had a, got, I had a really like, good friend named Jerry, so we were Tom and you? Jerry for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
yeah, yeah. Tom and Jerry's. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, actually. So you basically can have built in checklists and to do lists that happen at specific stages or built in communication points. Like, hey, yeah, just let you know your too. files yeah. been submitted and or conditionally approved or whatever you're going to do for those stages. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. great. Yeah, really cool um, communication I've seen at top teams is, okay, let's say I hit approval, goes out to the client and maybe the realtor too, and it's a list. It says, okay, we got the lead in on Jan 10th, and by Jan 12th, we pre-approved them. But then by Feb 27th, you know, we started writing the deal, and Feb 28th, you know, we got the approval. And so everyone is completely up to date of exactly what's happened for each file. And it's, of course, useful for the realtor, and it really actually impresses them too to see that level of yeah, organization that, that level you can have. I, I call yeah. it like having like a domino's pizza tracker right like you yeah yeah that's right Domino's, yeah. you can order a pizza and i love that yeah yeah you can see it but i mean even yeah. i was saying to you i ordered something from etsy that came from nepal and i can see like a picture <laughs> of a map and it showed this thing coming from like you know little arrows and it's going to vancouver yeah. or toronto to vancouver it's like you can literally yeah. follow these things along and yet well a lot of times with mortgages we don't have that yeah. level of transparency which i think is a mistake so people yeah, expect yeah. it nowadays. So completely, um, but yeah. you got to have a good file management for that and a good system like you guys have. So then yep. any other tips on file management? No, I think those are the two big ones, right? So managing yeah. the team, managing your clients and your realtors in terms of communication. And so then, yeah, it leads to the last bucket. And, and this is really, like I said at the beginning, the one that people do think of mostly when it comes to CRM, but obviously, like we said, there's all these other buckets too. And I guess just as it relates to that post-close, there's a ton of things you can do it, you know, anniversaries, birthdays, sending out newsletters, different things like that. But my tip always as it relates to the post-close stuff is trying to be as specific and personal as possible, right? So if you are sending out that newsletter, you know, yes, you can say hi, Tom, or hi, Jerry, or hi, Lucy, or whatever it is, yeah. but try and get more specific saying, hey, Tom, just as a reminder, we did a mortgage with you with Scotia. We did a variable rate and hey, now rates are changing. This is what it means to you, right? So the more you can get custom and specific right. in that post-close area, a lot more effective you can. If you have the be. data, so then you can use merge tags or merge fields to drop in. Hey, you know, yeah, that's a really good point, actually. And then, of course, just build campaigns. So the other piece I'd say is like yeah. with database management, there should definitely be campaigns that are pre-built, pre-done that happen when you sleep, kind of like, you know, water in your garden. If you'd have yep. watered your grass all the time, most of us would not have grass, but that's because <laughs> we got irrigation systems. And so yeah. it's funny when most people, because I've interviewed lots of mortgage brokers and I say, what's your biggest you know, regret or mistake you made when you started? And they all say not starting a CRM, but what they're mostly saying there is they didn't organize their database because mm -hmm. the database is where the money is, which is actually only one part. You're talking about you, it's a third, you, right? you actually yeah. missed, there's actually three parts to the whole you know CRM mm -hmm. question. And so- but it's often what they're meaning is I don't have tracked my files and I don't know when they renew and I don't know how to like, and I haven't stayed in touch with them. I think that's what they're mostly saying. They're not talking about file management or lead management, which is again, I think database management is like white belt. It's like, yeah. And then, you know, blue <laughs> yeah. belt is like file management. And then if you get into really, you know, extensive lead management, you're talking about some of these guys that are like Butler and them, those guys have it down to a science. Oh, yeah. And it's, so it's dialed in. Oh, it's yeah. dialed because they know yeah. that that's the game, right? So you can't think of this as just one part. Any kind of final thoughts you have on this whole thing? Yeah, no, I think that's right. I mean, you know, people think CRM, they usually think, yeah, right away that third bucket, so to speak, because yeah, it's kind of the white belt, the lowest hanging fruit. And it is obviously really important. And, you know, we hear the same, right? A lot of people have been doing this for 20 years and I've never really set something up properly. 
but you know, and that maybe gets your foot in the door with a CRM because that's the urgent need or the quick win for you. But then as we talked about the really quick things you can do after that are starting to look into these two other buckets. And that's really mm-hmm. where you take it to the next level and, and get to that, you know, level of efficiency that you need for your business. Right. Well, if you guys are listening to this, I encourage you to go check out Tom's company, Blue Mortgage, Blue with no E, B, L, U. Because what you guys, yeah, if you're <laughs> still in mortgage, not no E and Blue. And, uh, but you can actually manage all three of these. So like some, yeah. some programs can only do one, like they can't do lead file and database management and the whole integration with the inbox, which is of course that makes sense. It's like, it's so obvious. Of course, they probably built that a long time ago, but it didn't even dawn on me that like, you know, these leads come in, you can click a button and add them to your CRM, right? Or look at your previous communications. So I think that's fantastic. So awesome, Tom. Thanks for coming chatting, man. Thanks, Scott. All right. Thanks again for listening to these conversations with Darren and Tom. And uh, hopefully you took away some good value from it. If you're listening to this, I encourage you to go check out ilovemortgagebrokering.com and you can set up a free power search account and literally keyword search all our past episodes. It's super cool. So you can type in anything to do with video, for instance or CRM and then find every episode where we talk about these things and then jump to them. And it's a fantastic research tool. It's totally free. Check it out at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. And thanks again for this episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.